Yeah, that was a good freaking sentence, Nathan. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, how you how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Um, I, I was uh, I was doing okay. You were today. doing okay. Um, it, if this today's been a weird day. Okay. Because um, uh, part of it stems from one of my classes, mm-hmm. which is um, it's what is it? EDS three three four elements of teaching writing, which is an education course as part of my certification to teach English, right? Mm-hmm. And there's three of us in the class, right? But one of us is not here physically on campus. Okay. Like online permanently? Kind of online. Okay. Because, I mean, there aren't that many um, people in the program in the first place, so, which means there's there's even fewer people in our particular spot in like the progression mm-hmm. of courses. This student um, at the like right before the semester started, she like lost an immediate fa- family member. Oh, that's awful. And so like she's not, she, she wouldn't be able to function really. Yeah. But she still wanted to like try to take some classes. So she's like taking a couple of online half semester UIS things and like uh, this class and then some of, something else. Right. So, and it's weird that we have an assigned room in Hillier. Right. Mm-hmm. But we tend because there's only two of us who actually are here. We tend to meet in the English department conference room. OK. But the the other guy is an athlete and sometimes has games. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So that gets in the way of things. Yeah. And so it's like there's only three of us. Right. But it's still like a, ch- a real big challenge just trying to get us all in the same quote unquote in the same place at the same time. Right. Oh, that's frustrating. And um. And so, is this, that, sorry to interrupt. This particular week, we had like a bit some presentations due, yeah. But because of all this, like not being able, not our availability is not converging. It's like my teacher th- just decided, okay, we're gonna throw up a discussion board on Blackboard. Yeah, that's how we're gonna do this because we can't physically actually physically meet to do this, and which means I don't technically have class today for that class right it it's an online session where we just post to the board and i came i got here really early this morning um i feel like i say that every podcast (laughs) is like yeah i commute and i get here stupid early yeah so i could work on uh something and i already knew i what we weren't going to meet for this elements of teaching writing class sure so i only had two classes left uh a screenwriting class from 10 50 to 1205 and a playwriting class from 2.05 to 3.20. In the middle of my screenwriting class, I get an email from my instructor for playwriting that she's sick and she had to cancel class. <laughs> oh, my God. I, and then I felt like, um, man, that's going to be... So there's going to be six hours, five or six hours between me getting out of this one class and then, like, waiting to podcast with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I would have... If I had known, I might have skipped my class. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but how, how are you? Like, how are, how are you? Maybe not today. Maybe today was a bit of an off day, but, um, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm trying, I'm, I'm making it through. I'm keeping up with my classes and trying, keeping up with assignments, kind of a lot of them I'm submitting right before they do, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. And after I finished the thing, the thing that I've supposed to throw up on the discussion board, um, 
in the time that I would have had that other class that got canceled. So I feel I feel good. I'm trying. I'm staying on top of things. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, I've been busy. Honestly, this semester is probably the hardest semester of courses that I will take at the university. So um, what's uh, what are you taking? What's happening? Um, so I'm preparing for the possibility of graduate school. Um, okay, down the line. So I'm taking Calc 2, Linear Algebra, Predictive Modeling, Econometrics, and then a Policy course. So it's it's four math-heavy courses oh, God. and then one Policy course. And it's not that I don't like them, but I'm, I haven't taken like a math class since I was a freshman. Or at least not like a math, in t- a, real, a rather intensive kind of math class. Right. right, and all of these are either math or math-intensive, so... You know, yeah, I haven't taken a math class since. Um, at, well, my first semester here, I took the um, like the math requirement for people who are not in a STEM field, mm-hmm. so contemporary mathematics, mm-hmm. which it I breezed by so quick that it, I don't even remember what the hell I learned. Like it was for, for one, I'm I, I'm I'm rather decent at math, so like it didn't feel rather that challenging but i don't think i've taken like an actual math course aside from that or at least one that was like actually intensive since like a calculus course a few years ago right yeah i i mean i took calculus one as a freshman um haven't even like brushed up on math since besides like just basic econ math which is until you get to like the heavier stuff it's really little to none calculus and now I've got four math-heavy courses, one of which is uh, calculus. And um, I got to admit, it's kind of kicking my ass. <laughs> like, I am... Uh, I, I suspect it would. Yeah, yeah, I am exhausted. But that's honestly like, you know, we last time we talked, which I know is a while ago, but um, it still holds true. That's on me for like budgeting my time a little poorly again yeah. this semester. Um, but the good news is, and we, we can talk about this for a bit if you want, um, part of my schedule is clearing up. Um, it's good news. It's good news and bad news. So the good news is my basketball season has ended, so I have more time to study. The bad news is I coach basketball and we lost in the playoffs the other day. <laughs> and I, I was rather disappointed that we lost. Um, oh. I'm sorry. No, no. It's, I mean, it's, it's bad. It's, it's sad because, you know, I really like the team that I was coaching and it was a lot of, so I coached like a youth league. Yeah. It was 12 year old travel and the kids like started to really play as a team at the end of the, uh, of the season heading into the playoffs. And, um, I don't know. They were, it was a really good group of kids. So it's kind of sad that the season's over, but definitely like, um, relief that oh. I have more time now. <laughs> okay, I thought you meant like you're, like you play basketball for the school. Oh no, something like that. No, I'm not nearly that talented <laughs> or coordinated. <laughs> but that's so. cool. Um, coaching kids for basketball, but of course. So you're saying, like, of course you would have wanted them to win and like go for playoffs. But right, being that you didn't make playoffs, that means that time is freed up. So we made the playoffs. We lost in the playoffs. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you're you're right. Like it's it's disappointing that we lost. I wish that we would have won. But the silver lining is now I have more time to study and yeah. rest. <laughs> yeah, and 
did four four math math ish courses. That's yes. that's um that's insane. It, it's I mean like a lot of people I guess do that like have especially like a math major or, or like math. someone in engineering or right or like engineering that. they already do that. Um, I guess the difference is I'm an idiot. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm partially okay. kidding, yeah. but um, I just like having not taken math in a while. Like yeah. it's just it hit me all at once. But um, you know I'm gonna now that I have the time to dedicate, I'm going to dedicate more time towards my actual studying. Like besides, right now I've just been like doing assignments and showing up. Whereas normally I like to like actually put thought into if that makes any sense yeah like sometimes you just do the minimum whereas which i i definitely do all this when i'm you know crunch for time i just do the minimum but i'm when when you fall behind in a course you really need to yeah, put in that extra effort <laughs> yeah because if you fall behind sometimes it feels like oh i you don't want to have to put in more effort than you were previously but then you end up falling more behind because of it right yeah so um i don't know i hope i can find a happy middle where now that i've got the time i can still relax you know do the things i actually want to do like yeah. just resting and stuff but actually like put in more work yeah but, i hope i hope you're you're i hope you have I i also hope you have the time to like um, collect yourself so yeah. you don't go crazy. Yeah, that would suck, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I mean, I also hope I have that time too because um, I think, I mean, I think I'm having it. I'm just not mag- managing it properly. Well, I don't know. Well, last time we talked, you said you were taking over 20 credits. No, it was just 20. Just 20. 20 on a 20. Right. And it's 20 again, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Offensive. Well, I mean, I try not to, I don't, I don't think I don't think of it as overloading mm-hmm. because um, the way I look at it is eighteen credits full load of six normal three credit academic classes. Yeah, like to fulfill my programs, right? Mm-hmm. And then I put on a credit or two of music classes to because it's like that's fun and it's not particularly difficult for me, so I don't necessarily feel like i'm overloading right so maybe the way that i'm kind of hearing it and please correct me if i'm wrong is it's like those extra one or two credits are almost something that you would like to do in your free time anyway yeah like if it's especially if it's music related so i i can definitely get that for me i probably wouldn't be doing calculus too in my free time (laughs) (laughs) so who does so i'm not sure if i'd add add one of those on that would be overloading but yeah i I get that hey nate want to come to our calculus party Uh, uh, (laughs) no thanks calculus jam session (laughs) math rock Yeah, that's my kind of party right there. Yeah, yeah but, but it's also to, you know, fulfill my minor in music. And right. so it, um, and, you know, for the most part, I am, half the reason I'm doing the minor is for fun mm-hmm. anyway, because, you know, I like playing music. I might as well take, get credit for it. Yeah. And also to, you know, advance myself to like learn, learn more things and like spend more time like playing with other people and all that. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Hmm. Well, I was going to say I, I kind of can't, I, not that I can't relate. I was going to say my situation is different. I think my situation is actually similar. I really, so I'm 
I'm minoring in data science. Oh, you finally you picked it up. I did pick it up. Cool. So I, I know we talked about this last time. They actually they introduced the data science um, minor last semester. Yeah. And I met with like a whole bunch of people and we planned it out extensively mm-hmm. and I picked it up. So the reason I'm so math heavy is because of that data science oh, minor. Wow. Yeah. I really, really like, you know, like predictive modeling or like working with data or, you know, stuff along those lines. Yeah. The problem is like when I'm getting hit with a lot of new things at once and I don't really have the time in my just everyday life to kind of like handle that. Yeah. It it becomes it, it becomes less fun the more that I do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it almost like I don't look forward to it as much as I did at the beginning of the semester Kinda, when, yeah. when I had more time. So yeah, I mean that's I I but I see where you're coming from. Like something that one you enjoy doing, and two like it's what you would like to see yourself be doing. Like it's uh, getting any minor, no matter what it is, is useful. Like I, I can definitely see your your logic there. Yeah, I do know. Like for for myself, like I was saying, the whole for me, the point of the data science minor wasn't just for like my own personal interest um that definitely had like a a role like I don't really want to be studying something I don't at least somewhat enjoy or enjoy like the parts of it but on top of that same thing as I said at the beginning if I'm going to be going to grad school or like my particular like maybe career interests data science is like it's it's a thing people look for it's in demand yeah it's definitely something that having that background and having that skill and then being able to say that I have that skill and prove it is something that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. And part of that's kind of the reason why I have all these, all these programs I'm enrolled in Mm. and you'd think they're, they're all rather different, Mm -hmm. right? Because I see people who like major in say cinema and communications Mm -hmm. and the way I look at it, um, it's like, well, cinema is in the school of communication. As far as I can tell, they're close enough that I don't think, I think a double major in cinema and communication is rather redundant. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I def- if I'm already majoring in cinema, so I don't want to do communication. I don't even want to do like a communications minor because right. it feels like I'm just it, dipping into the same, it, there's overlap. It feels like I'm dipping into the same uh, condiment mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> a little and, bit of ranch yeah, and ranch <laughs> ranch and sriracha ranch okay yeah <laughs> no but um uh so like i want to do for, for first of all i i knew like the only other thing i would tolerate studying is english yeah so i was like i pick english and those are cinema and english they're far enough apart but i like doing them so i'm like okay that sounds cool mm-hmm. and then i knew like, I know one of the few things you can do with an English degree is teach. So I'm like, I'll choose the thing where you get certified to teach English while earning an English degree. So departments of film, English, and education right there. Right. And then I added a minor in music to be like, I, I want to look well-rounded right. and eclectic or something like that. Right. I'm spread out over four departments <laughs> and like, I have expertise in those yeah. in those four things. Yeah, I mean, I'll say like um, the school hosts like career fairs and stuff like that. Yeah, they have like resume workshops. I went to one recently, and a lot of the experts there recommended that I 
like not necessarily be more well-rounded because they they don't know me as a person you know what i mean yeah but like show that i'm more well like show that like i have interests and i'm not just some robot that's going to show up to work do my tasks and then leave or like you only um know one thing right exactly um and so like people were like yeah honestly you could even have a section on your resume that just has like Here's what you're interested in. Yeah. And like for me, like I also really um, enjoy like music. I'm trying to pick up more music theory type um, skills. Mm-hmm. I'm I I know nothing but want to know so much. You know, oh, what I, I mean? can tutor you. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I'd love that. Um, and then like this wouldn't necessarily go on a resume, but um, I am like obsessed with the Boston Celtics and the okay. NBA. Um, <laughs> and so like I think that employers are almost like they probably don't care necessarily what I'm interested in, but are definitely intrigued to know that I am interested in things yeah. and like I'm a real human. Yeah, you know? it like it can um hint at like maybe some skills you have mm. or just give yourself some personality on on paper. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean so it's just like constantly trying to evolve. And then also, you know, everyone always says this, but like trying to really find what I, who, like who I am and what I like. Yeah. And um, some things like, like the, the NBA or whatever or music, <laughs> like those things kind of just show up. But then like academically, like really putting yeah. the time to like think about that stuff and apply myself. And then if I don't like it, I acknowledge that and yeah. I reflect on it. Yeah. And I include on, on my resume... I include like a section like interests and hobbies to list like the things I'd like to do mm-hmm. that um, may not be exactly relevant to what the thing I'm, I'm particularly applying for. Mm-hmm. And actually, I have multiple resumes. Right. That's smart. Because um, there's OK, so I have one for like I refer to it as the general resume, which is for like if I'm applying to menial kind of jobs or something like something like that yeah right and then there's one for teaching that you know it lists mainly uh my teaching experience like uh field work being in uh, school or something and like sooner or later it'll include like my student teaching experience Mm -hmm. right and then now another one which i feel like is probably the most important like the one i put the most time into which is the create why I refer, I refer to it as my creative resume okay. because it's um, it focuses on like my interests and pursuits in like filmmaking and video production. Mm-hmm. And it also includes like um, experience, like doing like internships in in those fields and all that. And like my, the, I put the podcast on there for as experience mm-hmm. and it also includes skills like um, I know how to um, do photography and produce video. Um, that I know how to uh, write, arrange, record, and produce music. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's definitely extremely intelligent. You know, I'm I'm not necessarily as like widely versed, but even I could use multiple re- resumes, like at least two. Yeah, um, you already need like quote unquote multiple resumes because you're trying to customize them for every like, right. place you're sending them to. Right, exactly. Right? Um, yeah, that's that's honestly really smart. And I actually, so I actually started working in the career department here. That's one of like 
the things that they tell us is like, yeah, it's good, to, as you said, to have like a basic resume, like something like a catch-all. Basic. Yeah, if not ba- you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, make, you, make yourself look real basic. Yeah, make yourself look like candidate, like everyone else. No, that's definitely not no, yeah. what you want to do. But, um, but they, they tell us like, yeah, you have that one that you can manipulate easily. And then you have something that's like spe- you you want to like specify your resume to make sure it's like I'm blinking out on the word, but like specifically molded for each job that you're applying to. Yeah, yeah. It's and it and this probably is like such a boring topic, but I'm I'm interested in it. Like when you're applying, I companies really take note that you're looking at the job description, and on top of that, like you're really interested in the job yeah. and fit their their needs. Yeah, like if you send in like an application, and it doesn't include, it looks like you didn't. You basically don't even know what the company does, right? Like you didn't even do the most basic amount of research right. to at least um, let them know why you're interested in the company. They're not going to look at. I mean, they're going to look at it and then they're going to throw out your application. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I my biggest fear was so I, you have to write cover letters for a lot oh, of yeah. a lot of jobs, and frankly, they're annoying to write. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but my biggest fear is I was applying for two jobs that were very, very similar in nature. Um, of course, they had like, I don't know, dis- distinct differences, but they weren't like huge, I guess. And I copy and pasted my cover letter oh. and then made uh, like I made changes to okay. it. But I, I copy I I copied like the core of it, like or I copied the whole thing and then just went and edited it. And I got nervous because I submitted both of them like within a few hours of each other. And I like <laughs> you couldn't remember which was which I, well, I couldn't remember which was which. And because of that, I wasn't sure which name I put. On, oh, yeah. Like and it was for the same. I, I want to say it was for the same company, but for different positions that just were like similar roles, yeah. I guess, within the company. Um, and I like almost broke down and cried out of oh, like yeah. anxiety because it was a job. Both of them were jobs that I wanted really bad. And if I messed that up and like put the wrong name on each or yeah. even one of them, I was going to like, like throw up on the spot, but it ended up, <laughs> it ended up being okay. But just a word of warning for anyone who, who <laughs> heeds this, I guess, um, don't copy and paste, just do it out. <laughs> take the, take the time or just copy and paste. The, the paragraphs in the cover letter. Right. Write out the, the greeting individually, please. Right, exactly. <laughs> did you, did that go well? Um, that's, do you, they, or is this recent enough that you don't know yet? I actually, um, so the company, I don't know if this was specifically for the, for what I'm about to talk about, what I just said. It might have been for a different, um, application, but I was, rejected by one um, position at Travelers, but accepted an internship role, like offered the internship role and accepted it um, for another at Travelers. So I am officially employed for the summer, which is like the biggest relief that yeah. that I could ever have. And it's also a little dangerous because now I don't have as much motivation <laughs> as maybe... No, that's not true, actually. I don't have as much motivation to be job hunting and it's right. definitely like a stress off. Um, but I've actually, that was a lie. I, I've been very motivated to 
towards my career recently. But yeah, I'm I'm going to be working this summer as a product management intern yeah. uh, at Travelers. Okay. And um, you're just relieved, like you you got a gig. I'm and very, now, and now you don't. Yeah, I'm I'm very relieved. I got something to do, and beyond that, like this position was one of, if not my like top choice. And I was like, I don't. I was shocked. I guess at. Not, I don't know. I I don't want to like just make fun of myself and doubt myself. But um, I was a little. I, I didn't necessarily expect to get it because sometimes I fear that like even though I'm confident and I can have a good interview and stuff like that, maybe my credentials just aren't as good as someone else applying. Like that's always in the back yeah. of my mind. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was just I was just very relieved and happy that I got it. Yeah. I mean, some amount of self-doubt it can be healthy. Mm-hmm. In fact, most people should. Because like it keeps you on your toes and you're always thinking, I always could be better. Right. And it gives you something to work to work toward. Right. But then there's the points where it's too much you have too much of it to the point like you're just standing still and like doubting yourself and not actually doing anything to to, to better yourself. Right. You know, and, and that's definitely gotten me in the past where like maybe I didn't apply for a position or I just like you know, I always say like, oh, I'll just, I'll just punt this one. You know, I'll just, like, <laughs> I'll just let someone else do it. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, when if I had just applied myself and and made, not just applied, but if I had like really gone for it and put in the effort, you know, I always tell people this and just maybe don't heed my own advice. Is, um, you know, the worst thing that happens is you don't get it and you move on. Yeah. Or so you know what I mean? Like that's that's the worst that happens beforehand and so not just having the confidence but also having the what's the word the foresight to know that you wouldn't be applying for something if you didn't believe that you'd do a good job or at least at least I wouldn't be yeah. you know I can only speak for myself yeah. but like self-reflect and say am I applying for the right reasons or am I applying just to put it on my resume and it should be for the right reasons yeah you know which I would say in a lot of cases are like career wise, like advancing your, it can be advancing yourself, but like advancing your education or trying to help a bigger cause or whatever it may be. And then the resume is like a big added bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like most of the RT creative endeavors I have mm-hmm. are in a way I want to make them my career. Right. But it all stems from the fact that I just like doing them, right. like making films or playing music and stuff like that. Right. And I push for them so hard just because I, I don't know how to do much of anything else. <laughs> and I want to push it to the limit, my, my knowledge, my, my capability mm-hmm. and proficiency at doing whatever those things are because I just like doing them and that's that's what I that's why I enjoy doing right um so can I ask have you personally ever like assisted or I I honestly don't know the answer to this like made your own film whether like short film or longer works or anything like that oh yeah okay I had a production course last spring where the um we made a bunch of little projects and then there was one the big final project was like uh, a short film gotcha so 
like after that experience or maybe some other experience in film, could you could you feel yourself getting better like in the moment um, or like more comfortable with whether it's like more comfortable with software or hardware or just more comfortable with the process itself or like beyond that, taking a look back, do you ever like look back and think, you know what? That was good and I'm proud of that, but I would have done this differently if I started the project. Oh yeah, today. totally. Yeah. yeah. Because like there's whenever you look back at you know anything you've done, your hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. You can think, Oh man, I could have done this better, I could have done this, I could have um brought in help. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like the first that short film I made, yeah, it was literally just me. Yeah. And I was all like I was also an actor in it. Sure. So I'm di- like shooting and directing myself. It was really tiring, especially, I mean, cause especially like I can't even like being the person to make sure you're in focus in a shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And you know, there's, of course, since then I've learned so many other things about, well, first of all, during when I was making that film, I learned about like producing mm-hmm. and because making sure like scheduling time to do it and like making sure like everything you think you need is done mm-hmm. and then not doing it it's, <laughs> and also like um like part of the thing i think people should learn about is like when you're shooting shoot in a way that it is practical and makes sense in terms of sequencing because if you're say like, have you heard the thing about how films are usually shot out of sequence? I have heard that before, yeah. Because it just, you know, there's, if you think of like a film, like a natural film, big Hollywood film, yeah. there are so many people working on it. Yeah. You have to make sure all their schedules work out. And also, you also have to make sure, like, in ter- based on whatever the movie is, the way you shoot makes sense. Like, say, oh, um, they, this character shaves their head at this point in the movie. Well, obviously, you have to shoot the part where they shave their head and all the parts after that where they have a shaved head. Right. Like on the back half. Right. And those are things that you just you just have to plan that out. And that's why you got to go, probably, I, I mean, I can only assume, you got to go through your whole storyline and think like, well, are there scenes that we need to film now or like before others, even if they're not chronologically how we're going yeah. to place them? Or Yeah. And also based on like location. Like say, right, yeah. like say if... um. First couple of scenes, oh, they're in this building. But then it cuts to this scene that's in this other place. But then after that scene is done, it cuts back to the first building. Right. It's like you're going to shoot all the, all the scenes that take place in that one building there. Right. In, in one, like, um, setting or whatever. Right. You know? You know, that I'm, I'm not an, act, an actor, as they say in the industry, but it's got to be hard psychologically to, like, act out of chronological yeah. order <laughs> i can only assume yeah it's um it's it's sometimes it can be weird yeah because like say people who are stage actors 99.9 percent of plays theatrical plays they're gonna they're gonna take place linearly yeah. like you'll see it beginning middle and end. unfold right before you yeah. yeah yeah and so when they're acting they have the story to follow and like they can feel like the crescendo of emotion at the climax and whatever. Right. right? And right. it makes sense because you had everything leading up to that going linearly. But if you're making a film, you're going to be shooting out a sequence and sometimes scheduling the way scheduling goes, it might just happen that like, Oh, 
the big climax in the story or have to like really this is a real emotional scene I have to like real, really bring it mm-hmm. might be the first thing you shoot yeah that's tough that's gotta be so hard I mean I like to say that I'm an actor because um I do this this bit where I run into signs and then pretend <laughs> to be hurt uh, or I'll I'll walk into a door like I'll punch it with my hand or slap it and then just fall to the ground and then I just cry and complain for like five minutes and my friends um, get very annoyed with me because they they know it's a joke but then they can't really tell and then people that are walking by are like oh my god oh my god are you okay and I'm like oh (laughs) because at that point like you can't even say that it's a joke because then it's like even more awkward and disrespectful (laughs) to them so yeah that's my life I like committing to the bit though no that's all I do is all I do is commit to the bit (laughs) yeah and um oh I've learned I learned things during the production of that film, but mm-hmm. I've also learned things since then. Like that, I made that film before I started the podcast, mm-hmm. and now since then, I know a bit. I know a little, one or two things, at least one or two more things right. about recording and and like mixing sound. Right. And so, if I were to make that film again, which I wouldn't, because I'm I was real tired mm-hmm. during the entire process, and it's done. I don't yeah. want to touch it anymore. Right. But if I did, I would like record and mix the sound better yeah sure and and that's the thing you'll probably until until you're just done being an artist whenever that may be until the end of yeah until the end of your life you can probably look back at the most recent project that you've done i can only assume and think you know what i'm proud of that or maybe you're not proud of it and say Oh, but there's still something that I can do differently. Yeah. And I think that that can be that like sentiment can be applied not just to the arts, but like anything. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's academics or um, athletic or so, you know what I mean? Like yeah, just yeah. any bigger project of any means. I, I feel like that's a healthy mindset to have to an extent where yeah. it's like, yeah, don't overanalyze. Don't beat yourself up for little stupid mistakes that no one besides you is going to notice. But no, always recognize like you could always do better. Right, right. I um I like to think of um this quote from Leonardo da Vinci that he great that, actor. That, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. I loved him in The Departed. Uh, <laughs> that that he said um he says art is never finished, mm-hmm. only abandoned. Right. Because, you know, literally anything you do, make, whatever, the point where, like, you, quote, unquote, decide it's finished, that's, like, the snapshot of, like, when you stopped working on it. Right. And then you're like, oh, okay, here it is. But the thing is, you could always be working on it, be tweaking it, and, like, you look back like, man, I could, uh, I I just, I I just didn't want to work on it anymore. Right. And stuff like that. Right. Yeah, and I wonder, though... Not to challenge um, Da Vinci because I loved him in Inception. But, um, <laughs> um, I wonder though if you can do if you can do too much. Like you can spend too much time. Oh on yeah, something. totally, totally. And not that that's like a direct um, objection to that point because I I completely get it and I I would agree. But almost like sometimes I stare at like an essay or something or I, I or like a thought experiment and. Um, I've gotten to the core of what I wanted to say. I've said it in a manner that I believe is effective and whatnot. And at that point, it's like almost unhealthy. And beyond like my own 
mental stability of not just wanting to stare at a paper any longer. Like it would almost do the paper or an art piece or a song or whatever. You know what I mean? Like an injustice if you kept tweaking it. Yeah. Because it almost removes to, to an extent, it almost removes the artistic value from it. And then at that point, it just becomes a frustration project of getting, trying to get something perfect. Yeah. When almost highlighting the imperfections can, can almost make it seem better. Yeah. And, um, thing is, if you keep working on it, it's never going to be done. Right. Which means it'll never be a thing you did right. that's out in the world. Right. And no one can appreciate that. Yeah. Right. And focusing so much on like little minutiae, you start to lose the sight of the, the, the big picture because right. you're working on these little details that, first of all, I'm pretty sure 99% of people aren't going to notice right. that you like, you could have done this a little better. But, right. but it also, like, it may distract you from, the larger, the larger thing. Right. And so you spend all this time working on this tiny little thing and then you think you got it perfect. Then you zoom out and then like you realize, oh, I forgot to work on the rest of it. Right. And now it, it's kind of shit. Right. Yeah. I can only imagine if, um, you know, Da Vinci had been caught, so caught up in the details that we'd never got Titanic or so, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> He was too worried about his hair or something. Was, okay, I'm going to drop that joke. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> that was, I knew that when I said it, that it was one joke too many, but I just like couldn't resist. No, I, I agree though. Like, like when you refuse to, like when you get so obsessive almost over perfection, it, it takes away from the message that you're trying to display. Cause at a certain point, like striving for perfection, like I said, it almost like takes the humanity out of it yeah. because like the, the perfection of, of humans is almost the imperfections of us. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. th- that we have flaws and we deal with them and we analyze ourselves. So, you know yeah. what I mean? It's Yeah. If everyone were quote unquote um, perfect, we would all be the same. And that would make for a rather boring existence where everyone's just like walking around like robots doing the same things the same way. Mm-hmm. Just every day yeah like that um robin williams movie i didn't actually see it it was centennial man yeah (laughs) i'd never actually seen the movie i never seen it either i saw it on on tv the other day and saw one scene i was like that robot kind of looks like robin williams because it was and it was robin (laughs) williams and then i stopped watching yeah and um you know the whenever i think about the term perfection i connect it to music because Mm -hmm. okay so we have computer-generated music, mm-hmm. and it's quote-unquote played perfectly, perfectly on beat, perfectly on pitch. Yeah, And sure, technically speaking, yes, it sounds, it is technically correct, and it's perfect at te- being technically correct. Right. But if you got a robotic drum beat, or uh, that's, there's this thing about how pop music has been, has become manufactured, and like all the like drum all the hits on a drum kit are like lined up right on the beat. Mm-hmm. And then it feels boring and robotic and like auto tuned all the notes to be correct. And it feels like sanitized. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you know, when real people, like when a real drummer is playing the drums, it's going to fluctuate a bit because not everyone is a, has perfect rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's going to move, it's going to sway a little bit. And that's called feel. That's what makes it 
like a Emotional. good beat to nod your head to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I wonder, because you say like there's the argument that pop music has become a little too, I don't know, what what, what was your wording? Manufactured. Like, yeah, manufactured. I wonder if at a certain point the demand for that manufactured sound like the head because obviously there's a high demand for pop music you know what i mean people and it's this isn't all pop artists but like a lot of them yeah um is very high like a lot of people love that sound you know i wonder if eventually it'll grow tired and and oh i've grown tired <laughs> no i know but i mean like from the mass of yeah like a mass of people because i listen to a lot of music some of it is pop music and some of the pop music I really like. But I'd have to agree. There's just like a certain emotional connection that you can gather from little imperfections that like you don't even necessarily like it's more subconscious. Like when I listen to a song, I'm not saying, oh, well, it's like you can tell that it's somewhat offbeat at certain points or it's somewhat off pitch. You know what I mean? Like this person doesn't yeah. have a perfectly tuned voice. But subconsciously like i appreciate those imperfections and like you said sometimes it's something that i can nod my because when when you can really feel like an artist connected to their song i feel like it improves the quality especially if you really like that song yeah um and it's like like those cliches like oh yeah they put a lot of love into it (laughs) you know what i mean but uh that can be that can definitely be true a lot of times you can sense like the care that someone puts into a song and I will have a little bit of defense for like electronic music or like electronic generated music you know what I mean like you can definitely put a lot of care and thought and effort and love yeah and character into it but it there there is a trend of more manufactured music but I'd say that those are two things like just because something is made using software or you know electronically or digitally you know what i mean that doesn't necessarily mean that there's something like missing right or like yeah some character like you said or like humanity missing from it but it might be harder to overcome that like it, there might be a a barrier that like having someone play out the guitar for you or having someone play the piano or sing without auto tune might happen to add character in certain situations yeah like um i think of um the last beatles album from 1970 let it be Mm -hmm. there's this one song i think it's dig a pony uh where john lennon is singing on it and there are some bits of it where like um someone plays a guitar thing one beat too early and like there's one part where john sings the wrong note like it's just it was it was um that particular take, it was that note he hit was just not in tune so much. Right. And as much as I idolize musicians like the guys who were in the Beatles, I love them so much. And I like, I want, they inspire me to play music and like be the best I can. It reminds me like, oh, they were just guys. Yeah. And like they made mistakes sometimes. And a lot of times they were probably just really funny in the moment. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes stuff like that, like mistakes like that are actually something that tie you closer to that artist or you know sometimes it happens in um, basketball like someone will dribble off their foot or they'll (laughs) they'll throw the ball like the ball will slip out of their hands and like 
go into the stands or they'll throw it at someone's face and yeah. something <laughs> or something stupid. Yeah. And, you know, I laugh and I'm like, well, you know, I could do that. <laughs> like I could be in the NBA. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's like what everyone says and who knows if it's actually true, but it's like, oh, superstars, they're just like us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not all. Actually, a lot of very rich people are not at all like <laughs> like me. Yeah. Um, but maybe personality-wise, like a lot of these, uh, especially I'll say like pro athletes, I see a lot of times like, yeah, personality-wise, they are very similar. They're, they just happen to play a sport for like a profession but like these mistakes, like you can see how they react after a mistake. Sometimes it's they just laugh it off and they say like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just a mistake and I'll just get the next one. And that's like a good attitude to have for a lot of things in life. And it kind of brings humanity to that. And like you were saying, like in in music, like the Beatles who are like praised as gods by a lot of people or like one of the one of the most revolutionary bands of all time. Like yeah, they they messed up all the time. I'm sure they probably got very frustrated at each other. I've heard stories. Yeah, and they've and you know, not all their songs are winners. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. There's a few that are really out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, what's the one with the? Is it an alligator or Allig- I'm the alligator? Is that or is that? Uh, I am the Beatles. Uh, oh, I am, I am the Walrus. I am, yeah, I am the Walrus. I am the Eggman. I am the Eggman. Yeah, I am the Walrus. Not that that's a bad song. I just think it's really funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, John Lennon had, he wrote that song because he was tired of people like analyzing his lyrics right. and like totally coming up with very far fetched conclusions, Putting false meaning. Yeah. yeah, and then he's like, I'm gonna write a bunch of lyrics that's gonna confuse the fuck out of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's classic. Yeah. That's something I would do. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, I actually, this is probably going to plug myself for a second. Um, me and one of my close friends, also named Nathan, um, finished a song recently with the help of our friend, Sean, who's um, very good at like using Logic and other music software. And it's gonna we're going to release it. And it's like one of the... So... It's my first time ever like singing okay. at, like at all. <laughs> it's is one thing that I'm really proud of because like I haven't really gotten the chance to work on like my artistic side like actually put work into it even though I've I've always really wanted to like I I really enjoy listening to music and you know making music with friends and stuff like that and I've always talked about actually doing it. Yeah. This was the first time I actually did it. So whether or not like people like the song or anything like that is really not in my mind as much as like actually putting something out there yeah. and having a finished finished quote unquote Leonardo da Vinci <laughs> <laughs> um product out there is yeah. it's really cool. What kind of what kind of song is it? What genre is it? Um I'd say it's like you know, my Nathan always says the the phrase like bedroom pop. It's like oh, okay. s- soft pop. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, yeah, bedroom pop is probably like. Do the I best. know this other Nathan? Nathan Murphy. No, okay. Yeah, he um, he's a really nice kid. He's a psychology major here. Okay. As he's a senior, um, he's also happens to be very talented, like a very good singer, um, very improved, like software wise, like technologically very good guitar player he's just like all around yeah very talented so i'm lucky to 
even get to work with him, but it's cool, and I'm I'm excited. All right, and you um you sang on it. Yeah, I sang the bridge. Okay, so not too long. Like a tw- I just had like a twenty second like verse, I guess. The okay, bridge. um, and part of the chorus, and I I helped. I'll say it helped in quotes. I added my own ideas and helped produce it. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. No, very cool. <laughs> Did you like play any instruments or on it or No. So I actually like I played the bass for four years, uh like the double bass. Oh, okay. Um, but that was all throughout middle school and I don't remember how oh, to okay. play at all. Oh, okay. And that was the only instrument I ever learned. So mm. I actually can't play like any instrument. I could. I, c- I don't know how to play any instruments. I'm relearning how to read music and trying to teach myself the piano. Um, and now that I have more time, hopefully like, hopefully, I'll actually commit to that instead of just doing it every other week like I am now yeah. um, because that's no way to learn. But um, it's been fun to, like, actually learn stuff. But, no, I, I didn't play any instruments on it. It was all, like, they have, like, the drum kit or whatever on Logic, like you were saying. And yeah. Like, it is a little bit of a man- manufactured s- sound, but um, the stuff that Nathan did is, like, it sounds, like, not... I, I, want, I truly believe it sounds not manufactured. Okay. Like, my stuff is more, like, by the books. He was a little bit more creative in the right, stuff okay. that he did. I'm trying to get more into recording. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from like doing the podcast mm-hmm. and then, like because now that I feel like I know at this moment I think I do know enough just just enough that I could be I, I think I, I want to make records now yeah I want to start writing music recording it and like actually actually making music yeah no I say as soon as you you know that's a good point like as soon as you hit like the bare minimum I say go for it because that's how you're going to learn. Oh, yeah. That's how you're going to improve. And that's how you're going to actually like feel accomplishments and maybe even get recognition for the work that you're putting in. Oh, yeah. Um, is if you just go out and do it. So I definitely like so I can't really speak from experience because I'm using all of Nathan's like hardware. Um, and then I have logic and he has logic and he has like um more plugins so like it's also his software so like he's the one that hits the requirements but then again like i just have the basics i have my voice i have my brain which maybe it's not that good um, <laughs> my math teachers would definitely say it's not that good but nonetheless like i'm still trying to try yeah yeah and i um i want to be able to at some point in the near future like get the right equipment to like at least the absolute bare minimum like things I need mm-hmm. to like make decent sounding records. Yeah. And what kind of music do you want to make? Um I have I have this idea that I'm going to like like the first record I put out it's yeah. going to be like um songs I write that sound like jazz standards mm-hmm. or like kind of folky kind of songs mm-hmm. mixed with like kind of instrumental things that sound weird. Yeah. You know, that are just like, I don't, they're not quote unquote songs. They're more like weird um, things and like they're like droney or in weird time signatures and they're more like just this riff thing mm-hmm. and like that evolves over a few minutes or something like that. But right. it's not like a song as in like 
it has lyrics in like I sing on it or something like that. Yeah. I don't know if this is a cringy question to ask. Do you like Radiohead? Oh, I love Radiohead. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why your description put Radiohead in my in my mind, in yeah. my head. Um, not that that not that that was a one-to-one description at all, but um, I could definitely see <clears throat> you making, yeah, I could definitely see music like that that you described being something that I would want to listen to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I, I hope you take as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that my well, yeah. taste in music is <laughs> impressive at all, but um, I meant that as a compliment, even though it probably didn't come off yeah, this well, one. Well, thank you. Yeah. And um, I, uh, I just, I, I'm so broke. <laughs> and so like and, I don't know why I laughed at that. Then, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just I'm so broke and like record being a, like someone who getting into recording, that's yeah. like the most expensive hobby ever. Oh yes. And so it's like I'd have to find a way to earn some money so I can buy gear. I bought like the cheapest mic that I could find. A cheapest. Like the cheapest decent quality mic that I could find and it, it was sixty but sixty bucks and that was like that was like a steal. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm sure I don't know. Hardware and software for recording is oh, yeah. very expensive. Yeah, like um, I want to. Um, you ever heard of Pro Tools? Yeah, yeah. The this music software by um, Avid that's like the industry standard for people to record and produce music with. Yeah, and like an individual license is like six or seven hundred dollars. Yeah, and that's for a perpetual license. Yeah, but they also have like subscription based um, licenses. And then even if I do like the educational discount, it's still like th- it's still three hundred bucks mm-hmm. that I have to pay in order to have a perpetual license for Pro Tools. Yeah, I got um, Logic Pro, which is not necessarily standard, but definitely like for what I want to do is probably my best option. And that was over two hundred dollars. Oh yeah, I think it, I think it was two hundred flat, but like it's tough, man. Yeah, and um, like I want, I also want to have like music notation software mm-hmm. because the way I write songs or at least uh, compositions, even if they're not like quote unquote songs or yeah, like, no, I, like I, I get they don't sound saying. like compositions. Right, right, right. I, like the way, because my ear is not great. I, and like, I can't really remember things the best. The way I remember them is I write them out. Right. Right. Because like, I know how to read a little bit and when you say read you mean music as in music yeah (laughs) i know how to read music a little bit and i know you know i've just my memory for music musical um fragments is not great especially because my ear is not good okay and so i was like the only way i can remember how a thing goes is if i write it down Mm -hmm. and i have muse score which is a free thing but also, it looks kind of tacky. Okay. And so I want to like, I think the big two things that people use are called Finale and another one called Sibelius, which is um, owned by uh, Avid, the people who make Pro Tools. Have you ever considered, like with a love for music and a love for film, cinema, doing music videos? Oh, yeah. Like to yeah. go, have you ever done one? Um Kind of mm-hmm. like I um I just submitted a film for one of my classes that's basically five minutes of me playing guitar. Okay, and 
uh, it's not necessarily a music video, but it's a video of me playing music. <laughs> it's a video music. <laughs> <laughs> a video of music. Right. Yeah, and also, I'm also interested in like um, composing music for movies. Like oh, for, that's for, awesome for my for my movies. Yeah, that's really cool. Wow. God, I would love that. That's sick. Good for you. Dang, I'm kind of jealous now. I kind of <laughs> want to do that. I'm considering composing music for my economics program. <laughs> here, take that. Check it out. This beat here, that's money. <laughs> Supply and demand, y'all. Y'all want this? I know you do. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> y'all know who it is. I'm making you sound like a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're wearing his hoodie, and you're like put you 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 have the hood up, mm-hmm. and then you're. <laughs> you, that's yeah, that's who I am. Yeah. What what would your um, Nate dog, Nate? Oh, Nate re- dog. rest in peace, Nate. Yeah, rest dog. in peace, Nate dog. But I'm gonna Nathan Ca- Nate Carr will inherit your stage name. No, he will no. be Nate. He will from now on be Nate dog. No, I have too much respect for Nate dog to. <laughs> Uh, I I joke about a, lo- a lot of things. I'm not gonna cross that line. <laughs> Rest in peace. Oh no! Would you rap? Would you be? Would you be? Would I rap? Uh, I I love rap. I personally, well, would I if I was talented enough? Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I I love rap. I actually used to like write poetry slash rap, but I wouldn't. I just wouldn't perform. Like, yeah. I just did it. Yeah, me too. For fun. Um. Just to like get one, get thoughts on a page, and two, like rhyming and like figuring out flow and um like with actual meaning is very very cool yeah but yeah like i love kendrick um i listen to kanye probably way more than i'd like to admit Um, at one point i did too yeah you know i i've had an on and off relationship listening to j cole right i I used to really like him then really didn't like him yeah now I'm kind of in between. He's he puts out some very yeah. good songs. Um, who? Why am I blinking? Have you ever? Oh, this is a good question. Have you ever listened to um, Kenny Beats the Cave? No, I haven't. So Kenny Beats is a hip hop producer, and he has a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And on his YouTube channel, he invites rappers on, or or people in a rap group. And what he'll do is he'll like ask them, he'll be like, okay, give me like, what do you want to hear in a song, right? A freestyle track. And they'll like give him ideas, whether it's like a joke or a serious idea. And then what he'll do is he'll make the beat on the spot in like 10 to 20 minutes Mm -hmm. while recording and like chatting it up with the rapper. Yeah. And then whoever it is, whoever the rapper is, will go into the studio and freestyle over the track that he just made. And it's one of the coolest concepts I've ever seen in my life because it's like, it's so like he expresses his creativity. The the person who's rapping gets to show off their talent, express their creativity, um, all while like making an entertaining video. Yeah, I think it's so cool. So like that kind of stuff, like coming up with raps very quick. Yeah, that's something that I'd love to be able to do. I just don't have like yeah. the skill to actually yeah. rap. <laughs> yeah, I me neither. Yeah. I um actually before I ever started playing music or was interested in like making music. I was I was really into rap mm-hmm. and like it was all I listened to and I also Me wanted too. to be a rapper. Yeah. Uh back in high school. Like I was listening to Kanye West way too much. Yeah. And I mean I still I'm still a fan of Kanye, but up until twenty ten. Sure. 
Yeah. And I was listening to like Lupe Fiasco. Oh, I love Lupe Fiasco. At least the first two albums. Yeah. And like Kid Cudi. Um Kid Cudi. I was yeah. into Kid Cudi. Uh at least the first two. And uh like a tribe called Quest. Yes. And, um uh Common. Uh, I don't really I I should listen to Common. Yeah. I don't really. And um Public Enemy is like my favorite. Yeah. My rap name was MC Benny T. Yeah, that's okay. That's kind of fire. Okay, Benson. What would your rap name be other than Nate Dog? Other than Nate Dog? See, that's the thing. Like, I don't really, I don't think ugh, you put me on the spot, man. Um, <laughs> do you have any ideas while I'm brainstorming? I don't know. Um, I mean, Nate Dog is just what. <laughs> that's like the the go to yeah. classic fallback. But would I actually hypothetically ever do that? No, <laughs> no. I think that's very disrespectful. Um, like replace your last name with an actual car model. Yeah. <laughs> model Model T. <laughs> Throwback baby. Nate Model T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's. I think that's it. Nate Escalade. Oh, that's actually kind of Escalade is kind of fire. I want. There's probably already someone named Escalade. I don't know. We, um, can, we can check later. But yeah. or like go into the like the Wu Tang Clan rap name generator mm-hmm. and and see what see what it pops out. I'm gonna do that right now, actually, <laughs> if you don't mind. While you're doing that, I'm gonna like uh you you know Childish Gambino, aka Donald Clover. Yeah, I, I love. Yeah, he Donald. um found his name Childish Gambino from the Wu Tang name generator. Oh no way! Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> Wu Tang name generator. I didn't even know that this was a thing. Oh, do you have to take a quiz? No, it's just like you enter your name. Oh, okay. Unless you're like you're Which, clicking on a sketchy link or something like that. Is it RumanMonkey.com? I have no idea. Wait, let me Google this. I don't want to get a a virus. Oh, this is good radio, people. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Wait, no, I got it. Enter the Wu Tang. I don't even know what this. Yo, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't worry, I can. <laughs> Nate Carr, from this day forward, you will also be known as Excessive Contender <laughs> with the. The X, it's so it's X dash X dash sessive contender. <laughs> Wait, did you put Nate or Nathan? I put Nate. Should I put Nathan? Let's see what happens. Okay, Nathan Carr. So Nathan Carr, from this day forward, you will be known as Bitter Assassin. <laughs> That's kind of fire. I like I like excessive contender though. Wait, now put Nathaniel. Okay. <laughs> This is the advantage of having three names. Nathaniel Carr. Yo, okay. Nathaniel Carr, from this day forward, you will also be known as Dynamic Wanderer. <laughs> That's kind of fire. Yeah. So you're going to... Okay, uh, so the the album's coming out in three months. <laughs> Dynamic Wanderer. Whenever this is posted, he will have a mixtape coming out under yeah. the name Dynamic Wanderer. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Put that instead of instead of Nathan Carr, put Dynamic Wanderer. <laughs> the Benson Tai podcast experience with Dynamic Wanderer. That's yeah. fire, dude. That is. It is. I just said I had that that brain. And now when um your friend Nathan releases that track, has to say featuring, featuring Dynamic Wanderer. Dynamic Wanderer. <laughs> or 
or introducing right. dynamic wanderer. That's what I was gonna say. Allow me to reintroduce myself. <laughs> My name is Dynamic Wanderer. <laughs> that was my. That was. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe I invented my alter ego on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this this podcast, guys, this is a big moment for us. I was about to say, five years from now, when I am the most successful hip hop artist <laughs> of all time. Of among you are alumni, <laughs> among people named Nate Carr, who also graduated from the University of Hartford in 2021, <laughs> the most successful hip hop artist. No, this podcast is going to go down in history. Oh, people yeah. are going to look oh, at yeah. this and be like, "Wow, that's where." Guys, you heard it here first. Dynamic Wanderer was <laughs> born. It's crazy, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, um, in terms of big things happening, I, I don't think we can top that. I don't think so either. That might have just that <laughs> might Guys, be the peak. shut it down. Shut it down. The podcast is over. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. As in, like, I will not produce any more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're done. I'm sorry. I think I just got you canceled. We reached. We reached the peak. We've got. I got. I got myself canceled. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bad. That's funny. Oh God. No, but yeah, cool. Cool things have happened here. Yeah, and um, uh, I, I, we we've gone on for like a typical length of an episode. We could end here. We 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 should we, because I don't want to taint the specialness of. I, I of, feel myself saying something stupid soon, so let's end on a good note <laughs> of of having found your your rapping alter ego, dynamic wanderer I, on the podcast. I gotta say before we end, what a great conversation in terms of starting off at one completely opposite thing and ending with the birth with you of becoming a rapper dynamic warrior the birth wanderer wa- sorry warrior <laughs> i don't know why i have warrior my bad dynamic wandering warrior yeah <laughs> that's funny all right well um well uh actually um well how do you how does it feel to mm-hmm. be a returning guest it feels very good i'm honored i was um a little shocked that you even had me back on yeah um I, but i appreciate I mean, it i mean the first time was so fun i only ever want to keep having fun with this yeah so like having people on on re- repeat appearances appearances is um you know it's a it's a no-brainer for me that's awesome but also if i only ever interviewed or podcasted people once in their lifetime i the show would be dead in a year right <laughs> No, yeah, but I mean, honestly, it's probably good to catch up with people yeah, and just also, see. I treat this as like an excuse for for me to hang out with my friends. Yeah, no, I'm glad I don't really get to see you yeah. often at all. Like you are very busy, I'm very busy, yeah. which is how life it tends to be. Yeah, but the fact you know, I had to cancel a few weeks ago because I was sick. Yeah, the fact that we were able to sit down and do this means a lot. And so. then, like, if we if we had done it like the first time, um, the first scheduled time. We might not have discovered your, alt- your rap alter ego. We might not. We probably wouldn't have, honestly. In fact, this raises the bar. Yeah. Like, if I have you on again, we have to do something even more, even better. Next time I come on, I rap. <laughs> you heard it here first. You, you, you'll plug your your new mixtape yeah. under um, your, like, your real, your new real mixtape. No, next time I come <laughs> on, I rap. That's... Yeah. No, I'll, and then you perform all the songs off your mixtape. Your podcast is just going to be my platform to to perform. Like it's not going to even be like a conversation with you. It's just no. going to be me introducing the like the mixtape, and then you send me the tracks, and I put them, 
I stitched them together. <laughs> so it's just a stream, a stream of your mixtape. Okay. <laughs> sounds good. All right. Uh, all right. We got to get working on this then. All right. Or, I mean, you got to get working on this. I, I'm going to be very busy. Screw having free time. <laughs> Thank you, Benson. All right.